Alright guys, welcome to Audiodrome. I'm Riley, Jerry Rigged, uh, down in Pasadena. We have Carlos. Yep, yep, I'm here in Doug's living room. And Doug in his own living room. I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> oh, what a, what a great set, what a great, what a great setup we have going here. <laughs> it's the 21st century, man. Yeah, so, so am I to understand it right? You guys can't see each other, but you're in the same, same building. That's right. Yeah, the only thing separating us is a, a door right now <laughs> all right well i'm glad it works out it sounds so, great the dog can be doing god knows what in the room by himself well that or, was... I, or i could be doing god knows what that's right the way i understand it that was the point that's fair fair enough i kind of <laughs> like to have a little bit of privacy when we're doing these sorts of things it's a personal that's... thing it's a personal that's thing yeah so let's get into it indian woman Parade severed head of attacker through market. <laughs> no, <laughs> man, really? <laughs> yeah, that's real. What do you think of that? Parade severed severed head of attacker. Parades, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I like that. I like the word parades. That it's really disturbing to hear that in severed head right next to each other. It's. I think parades gives you not only like a you know it doesn't even, it doesn't only show you kind of what her what she's doing with her body but something about her face too like a big smile is, is like definitely ce- celebratory. Yeah. So I'll, it, it says that, I don't have any sympathy for the attacker when I hear the word parades, though. Well, and I, nor should you. Here, here's the story. Okay. Uh, a woman was out in a, um, uh, you know, like an isolated field gathering grass for her cattle, and a dude came up, tried to sexually assault her. But she's gathering, you know, grass, so I imagine she has like a, uh, one of those like little hand scythes. This oh. is, you know, this is an yeah, yeah. She's an Indian woman in India, and uh, she's, you know, collecting up grass. He comes up, they have a little scuffle, and she takes his head off, and then, wow. yeah, then she's feeling, I guess, you know, probably all pumped up on adrenaline, and she takes it to the to the uh, small town. Uh, well, I, I guess it, it, I assume it's a small town. This sounds like a small town kind of thing going on, but uh, parades it around in the in the uh, in the in the market. Damn, actually, it's it's not that much of a small town thing. I was driving around uh, to Amoeba Records with Doug over here on Hollywood. I actually saw two severed heads being carried around <laughs> out of the store. <laughs> Those were on pikes, though, and that's I think true. that's a little different. That it classes it up a little bit. Yeah, it does. That's that's true. It's either small town or L.A. Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's crazy because I just watched the movie Thirteen Assassins, where uh, it's, it's a very cool movie, by the way. But there's uh, several beheadings, and it just seems like even for a really strong guy with a sword, it would take a you know a, some some effort to just you know remove a head. And yeah. for her for her to do that, it just makes me imagine how long she was at that task. You know, clearly he's been dead for probably five minutes, and she's still just sawing away. That's I mean, I like to think disturbing. she just took it, just took it in one foul swoop, just ripped just it, lopped it right off. Haven't we talked about this before? How has this already come up? <laughs> we have. But here's here's in four, in four episodes we've talked about how you know hard it is to take someone's head off. It's because you keep bringing up beheadings, man. It's all we talk about on this damn thing. I wouldn't want it any other way. Uh, well, again, my point in this one would be that just that even though she was attacked, 
like I'm sure she's obviously going to be changed forever because she didn't just kill him. She like, you know, did some pretty pretty nasty herself. So yeah, it's, what's she going to turn out to be? You know, years down the road, you know. Now aside, well, she's thirty five. Like I mean, oh, okay. Her formative years are are over. I think. So her her head, she's used to beheadings. Then is what you're saying. You never know. <laughs> uh, aside, there's like a crescent shape, correct? Yeah. But this is something else to think about. To to cut off someone's head, like you have to like pull the head up. You get what I'm saying? Like if it's laying on the ground, you can't really saw with a scythe, right? You got you got to get even more intimate with it. I'm assuming she killed him by the beheading. I don't know. I, maybe that's just me kind of romanticizing the story, but I just kind of like to think, you know, there's a scuffle. She gets a good a good hit in and just takes at least most of the the head off. Hell no! That I happen. hope you're right, but I, yeah. If, if thirteen assassins has taught me anything, she had to she had to get her hands dirty on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, look for the YouTube video. But yeah, no. So anyway, so anyway, how did how did the rest of the? She just went around her town and was saying, "Hey, check this out! I killed a guy." Yeah, well, that's the thing. I guess, um, according to a police officer, uh, although she's at, you know she clearly acted in self defense. I apparently he was also the guy who was like stalking her for for months. Uh, um, so it wasn't like she. You know, was uh, they were complete strangers, but um, even though she acted in self-defense, according to this guy, she will most likely be charged with culpable homicide. Oh, that Ooh. sucks. Yeah. Well, because I, I mean, that's part of the thing, though. It's like once he was like incapacitated, did she just she just continued until she killed him? So I mean, that's like kind of that's kind of the law in every country for the most part, isn't it? The self-defense thing. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that is the problem. Maybe but maybe she, that maybe that pokes holes in my theory that she just knocked his head off you know like i guess they're just saying like you went too far in your self-defense like where you actually didn't have to kill somebody but you killed him is that how it goes or maybe they're saying you're a woman and this is india so well it's been said in other places (laughs) Mm. well i'm just saying i say that in santa rosa all the time sam this you're a woman and this is santa rosa (laughs) (laughs) uh well i i also got another one i got um a daughter this is this is at first glance this is not that crazy but bear with me here so a daughter has been cashing in her mother's social security checks okay already okay. sounds so she's already shady eight hundred dollars a month which is not bad for more than twenty years holy cow ooh yeah what does that come ooh. out to be about two hundred thousand dollars oh my god yeah that's crazy she made it out like a bandit over twenty years though. So, I mean, <laughs> so it's nothing. It, it's a, it's a steady income, really. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, it, you know, on the side, a little on the side thing, an extra ten ten grand a a month. How, is so that, a is year? It that easy? <laughs> How, is it that easy to to do this? I, I mean, I feel like I've heard this like on you know cop shows and stuff. How that's how the one way they find bad guys, but. Is it that easy to just uh, cash somebody else's secure social security check? Apparently, it's a huge issue. Uh, it says that um, auditors found um, that the uh, Social Security Administration paid out more than two hundred eighty-one million dollars in benefits. Oh. Uh, yeah, and I guess that's yeah. I guess that's um one year. Jeez. The mother is still alive, right? No, oh, she's been dead for twenty-one years. Oh, she's been dead for twenty. Well, I mean, okay, because this sort of thing happens, they'll just take. Like kids will just take the money. Oh yeah, and, and then, then just leave the the mom in the closet some... or whatever. No, no, she's been dead since 1990. Well, then how the hell does that work? They just they how don't did... double check it. You know they don't. She, she never reported the death. Probably slipped through the crack. 
Or oh, she man. reported she reported the death, just didn't report the death to the to the SSA. Well, oh, I mean, man. so if the if the mother's already dead, is this that messed up? Because she's not. Yes. It's not messed it? up for the mother. It's messed up for. I mean, this is your money being spent That's on. That's true. You know. It's a victimless crime, really. This is free money. No, this well, I mean, is, what, this what is else this is the so... situation? What's that? Is she like a single mother? Can we get some sympathy for her or something? She's uh, quadriplegic and <laughs> okay. has I'm with... blind in one eye. No, I don't know, dude. She's <laughs> probably just some chick just taking the money from... I'm sure she's just fine. <laughs> Where does this take place? Uh, in where Nebraska. Did, where, where, did, where did this take place? Sorry. <laughs> in Nebraska. Okay. Interesting. And also oh. all over, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I hear about it too often. People cashing other people's social security checks. I don't know. 800 that, bucks a month. That's not that's bad. It's pretty, pretty good. C- couldn't you do that at, like, a, a retirement home? Is there a way people could do it there? You just, if they get their checks there, you could just take their checks and... Cash them that way. I don't know. I'll let you. I'll let you Google that later, Carlos. Don't. don't okay. <laughs> don't get yourself in any sort of hot water on on tape. All right, we're gonna edit all this out, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's just how easy is this, really? Is it too late? Is it too late to take back my dollar sign contacts? My... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From Spencer's gifts. <laughs> no, Doug, you remember there used to be that that uh, shop in the mall that would sell those things? That's like all they'd sell at Stoner's Mall. Talking about Mr. Rags. No, it oh, was like Mr. it was like a con- it was like a novelty contact store. What? Really? Yeah. That sounds oh, pretty man. cool. Yeah. Those are those are a tough look, man. I don't uh I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd say no. I'll leave have it at ever, that. Have you ever seen one that has all white? Makes your eye all white? Yeah. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. I'm gonna have to disagree with that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to draw the line there. So have you That's have you guys I... heard about this woman who apparently uh well, a woman and her mother were were traveling from um, either from Michigan to to Florida or the other way around, and uh, yeah, so from from Florida to Michigan, and apparently that the, the uh, TSA you know employees wanted the mother to remove her adult diaper. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. You guys heard about this? Well, apparently, um, apparently just that the you know they were going through scanning her, found something. Uh, apparently, they found that the diaper was wet and firm. <laughs> oh boy! And they, and a, you know, according to everybody, she wasn't required to remove her diaper. But if she didn't remove her diaper, she wasn't going to get on the plane. plane. So it's like you're basically requiring her to remove her diaper. I mean, if she wants to get from point A to, to point B, yeah. and she's super sick. I mean, she has like a form of leukemia. She had to have apparently a um, blood transfusion, a blood transfusion, just to, to, you know, be healthy enough to make this trip. Wow. And then they're gonna, you know. Well, I mean, in, in TSA's defense, wouldn't that be the perfect person for a terrorist to recruit? Someone terminally ill? You know what I'm saying? I yeah. do know what you're saying. I No, I, like, all joking aside, I do know what you're saying, but at the same time... What was in the diaper? Feces. Okay. What is that? <laughs> that's some sort of, is that some sort of explosive? <laughs> it's a pla- that's a plastique, <laughs> no? <laughs> you, guys, you guys didn't know you could make bombs out of that, did you? <laughs> no, that's really sad though. I mean, where where are we gonna draw the line? You know, I thought we got Osama, so now we can go back to any anything goes in the airports, right? Meeting people at the gates, smoking on airplanes, <laughs> all that, know? all that. How Doing was the one? 
doing it in the bathrooms up there, Mile High Club, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll never take that away from us. <laughs> they never will. So yeah. did she get on the plane? Did she remove her diaper? She did diaperless. She had they didn't have oh, a, they didn't uh, have a change of diapers for her, so she went on. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. I know this poor lady. Isn't and didn't recently uh, there's some I don't know if it was a law or some procedure revision or something, but a lot of children are being felt up pretty hardcore recently, and so they had to go back and revise the the screening procedures for children. Ooh, I hope so. Yeah. The whole th- the whole thing is is messy. I don't. There's some line being diaper crossed. removal somewhere. Diaper, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, I don't know. I mean, is it? Where do you draw the line? I guess is what Carlos is saying. I mean, we're I, I, we obviously were having problems spotting stuff before. I guess, but I don't know with like X-ray machines and diaper removal and stuff. I mean, it, nothing's getting on now. I guess I don't know. It, but is that true though? I mean, it's isn't it all still just like uh, you know, what do they call it? Security theater or whatever? Is that what they call it? Security theater. Well, I mean, it's it's a common fact. You can definitely hide a box cutter and poop. <laughs> you can definitely do that. That's the thing. It's like I, clearly you can get the box cutter in the diaper. You could even have it in the poop, you know. But I mean, <laughs> is this like old lady gonna be complicit in that kind of thing? I mean. Well, it's like, we'll like a, Tyler, a Tyler Perry thing. It's just a dude dressed up as a lady. You know yep. what I'm saying? A terrorist dressed up as an old woman got the box cutter in the feces, let me through. Who knows? You know? Yeah. Now, call, me, call me old fashioned. I like to think of that as an Eddie Murphy kind of thing. <laughs> Tyler Perry. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> I, would, I would like to never think of it, period, but I can't. <laughs> Tootsie. That's a good, good movie. Good movie, by the way. This is Doubtfire. We get it. <laughs> not a good movie. Not a good movie. So she made it. She made it to Florida, and she's living comfortably now, cashing somebody else's social security checks, or what? <laughs> it's parading, funny. And parading it's... her attackers. Head. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. We just keep getting hung up on the fact that she's going to Florida, but she was actually leaving Florida, despite the fact that she is an old person. And uh... oh, I see. Florida. And, uh, yeah, the Florida I thought, thing. I thought you never left. Yeah, I thought she's, that was she cool. is going to Michigan. Do we know why? Do we know why she was going? Yeah, because she's so sick. She needs to live in an assisted living facility. Oh uh, man. Yeah, she's it's... gonna move, move in with some relatives prior to moving into an assisted living facility. Very yeah. sad. I say we move on because. Okay. Super Fair. sad. It's sad. Um, have you guys heard of this book? Uh, Go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> I, I've I've heard of it. Have, have you? Not. I have not. There is some cons- some uh, controversy surrounding it. No, it's a, it's a book written and illustrated like it's a kid's book, but it's it's fairly crass i guess with its language and like a know. wonder shows and deal uh yeah, probably not that funny i mean probably not that edgy just more like for like frustrated young parents who are like trying to get their kids to go oh. to sleep okay that's definitely not at all then like wonder shows and no. okay no, i don't think so <laughs> but you know it's it's supposed to be kind of funny but there's like some you know invented controversy around it about how as always. Yeah, I just can't stand that kind of thing. It's like, it's just a funny thing, and I'm reading this whole article about, oh, how it's, you know, in bad taste, and how once you read it, it's just terrible, and it's, uh, you know, there then then somebody is, uh, this is on CNN.com, I think, yeah, CNN, somebody's um, likening it to, like, the treatment of, like, other, minor- or of minority groups, like, 
imagine if someone says, imagine if this were written about Jews, blacks, Muslims, or Latinos. Go to why? sleep? Why? How would I imagine that? Yeah, exactly. Why? Why? Well, kids, not what it kids, is. Everybody's a kid. You know, the thing about minorities is like, not everybody has the same sort of, uh, you know, background like that, but everybody's been a kid and, you know, lying about wanting to not wanting to go to sleep or whatever. Here's here's a little excerpt from it. And it says it's it, this stupid editorial says it's hard <laughs> just to editorialize myself. It is hard to imagine. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to imagine this kind of humor being tolerated by any of the marginalized groups Arredondo cited. That seems uh, ridiculous. You don't speak for everyone. Yeah. Consider the lines on page three. So here are the lines. Okay. The eagles who soar through the sky are at rest and the creatures who crawl run and creep. I know you are not thirsty. That's bullshit. Stop lying. Lie the fuck down, my darling, and sleep. That's racist. <laughs> That's what's yeah, so insane I, about this. Uh, I don't see the connection. No, I don't either. Um, who's it written by? Just some dude? Adam Man's back. Yeah. Wow, you're quick. No, I just saw on Amazon. Well, mm. no, I knew. That's what I meant. You're quick at searching. I didn't think that you just like, oh. knew that. I just pulled it out of my database. <laughs> that robot. We all know what your database, Carlos. I, I was I always get pissed off when like uh like I, I think that idea for a book is like genius, you know, not because like it's genuinely funny. I mean maybe it's funny. That excerpt that you read, I mean that's cool. That's all good. Yeah. But like I heard, people, I heard you laughing in the other room hysterically. <laughs> just, just slapping <laughs> my knee. I had to mute myself for a moment. Um but that's such a good idea though. And yeah, sure. maybe it maybe it's been done before, I don't know, but when I heard about that book, I was like, Oh damn it. Like, yeah. A, a, a children's book from the point of view of a very frustrated, foul-mouthed parent. That's sure. excellent. Sure. I agree. Excellent. excellent idea. And turned into the worst executed idea ever. Did it? It well, lumps would... all the races into one, and that's racist. <laughs> I didn't even get the race <laughs> part. I don't know why someone's trying to throw that out there. That's silly. That's silly. Well, the last thing I have to talk about is uh, kind of hits close to home up here, but that's that... Uh... Have you guys heard about this pet sale ban in San Francisco? Hmm. I don't think I have. They are thinking about banning the uh, sale of all animals in San Francisco except to eat. So all live animals except to is it, eat. Is this like personals or stores? Everything? Stores. I, I'd imagine personals would be like some sort of black market. What, dude, what's, the what's the reasoning? Oh, uh, what's the reasoning? Oh, that's exciting. The reasoning is... Uh, that basically um, it will start to increase the adoption of like, uh, you know, yeah. um, rescue pets or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's possible. It I is. don't know. It's I don't know. It just seems very weird to ban the sale of pets. Pets selling pets and buying pets seems like just such a a thing we do, you know. Yeah, I mean, weird. there are better ways to do it, I guess. But the thing that I don't like with this kind of thing, because I don't have like a strong opinion on it. Like, I mean, I definitely don't think. You know, I think, you know, breeders and stuff, that's not really a good way to go about buying animals. There are, there are animals, and they just naturally have offspring or whatever. But it's like San Francisco likes to do that kind of thing where it can only exist in San Francisco. Like, in order for that to, to really be feasible, like, San Francisco could have that ban, ban. But what if, like, the rest of the country had that ban? Right. It'd be a big problem. Now, now we just can't sell animals? Like... 
I mean, unless I that's something we all decide that we want to do, like we just no longer want to sell animals because we think that's wrong. Wrong. I mean, that's you're racist, still gonna have dude. to go somewhere to buy animals. This is racist. That's 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 racist. The, I guess. the underground animal black market. I think that's cool. That I like, would be cool. I like that idea. Like I'm thinking, like, like walking down, you know, this like shady alleyway, and there's like a stairwell going underground. You you come into this room, and it's just a bunch of like, like the the air is real hazy with smoke, and there's just bird cages everywhere, and they're just filled with parrots. Little puppy with the bow on this his head. This is Blade Runner, right? Remember in Blade this Runner, is, it's like. And then the... and then and then um, you buy eyeballs, frozen <laughs> eyeballs. Uh, yeah, it's just Blade Runner. No, I instantly thought of Blade Runner. Talking about banning pets and black market and stuff. Yeah. The the like engineered animals are gonna go underground. For sure. And that's exciting. How many how how many chinion do you think a dog would go for? Oh man, um, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> is that Blade Runner currency? Yeah, that's the currency. Oh, okay, okay, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what their market is like in that film. I haven't studied it from an economic angle, really. <laughs> Chinyan. Chinyan. What a film. That is a great film. What a film. It's the, kind, is, it's the kind of movie Is he I... a replicant, though? Answer that. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> ambiguous. Depends it is. what version you're it, watching. It depends what cut you got. Yeah, unless you listen to Ridley Scott, and then he'll just tell you what he thinks. He'll just tell you what it is. <laughs> just like a complete asshole. <laughs> so what else is going on guys what, what's what's new that's the news i guess if you want to call that news this news. <laughs> that's some curios that i found on the internet yeah that's kind of creepy uh i could tell you about my dream that i had this week oh i've been looking forward to this for the last two weeks it's actually uh not funny this time so that'll be good we'll be the judge of that okay <laughs> yeah that, that's a good point uh so the dream i had that i remembered was uh like for some reason there was this group of people that had some sort of vendetta against my family and so we were all like probably 10 of us were holed up in this uh in this house and we were like surrounded on all sides by these basically like uh you know blurry faced almost jacob's ladder style assailants mexicans (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you seen Jacob's Ladder? You know, their, their face is all weird. Yeah. I'm kidding. I don't like that effect. And uh, they just kept coming in. And, like, our, our, our family had all these guns and stuff, and they had guns. And uh, it, was, it was just bizarre in, in, in that in itself, but also in that it was, like, part of it was first person and part of it was third person, which is pretty trippy. So it was, like, I was seeing myself, you know, shoot at these these uh, these faceless guys and meanwhile, you know, they were shooting back at us and it, it, it was very it was just crazy. And then um, at one point, this uh, this character actor and I, I would recognize him if I saw him in a movie, but I forget his name. Just a random basically. You remember Flass, Doug? Oh, yeah. I remember he, Flass. Basically, an inside joke. Uh, just a, a guy that you'll see in a ton of movies that does a little part. He'll be like the hot dog salesman or. You know, the card salesman or some other salesman. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he's a he's a salesman character actor. No, he, he play no he play, no, he's shady. He's like a shady dude. Whatever. He, he's in, in all what? sorts of stuff. He's in like like Batman Memento. Begins. He's in Memento. Um, he's in an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Flash. What uh what was the movie that we were talking about where I was arguing he's like the most important character? And that's I, whatever. It it wouldn't be. Launch Bad McQuack? 
So that would have been yeah, cool, really. no matter what. But anyway, so it, it, it was a guy like that that's been in a bunch of movies. And for some reason, he was with us also. And there was just – I have this, this scene in my head where he just – He's been shot probably like eight times. He's, you know, on his, he's bleeding out and he just goes down to the, because they're coming up through the basement, right? So he just crashes the doors open to the basement and just kind of, uh, crowd surfs over all the assailants and they're, he's just like beating them and they're beating him. And I was like, it's just horrible. And so then that's kind of when I woke up, which is weird. And so I woke up then for like probably, uh, a minute and I went back to sleep and I was right back in the dream. No. Yeah. That happened? I don't know. But it was pretty weird because I, I, I distinctly remember waking up and I was like, oh, man, that sucked. That was like, you know, really vivid and, and, and bloody and gunshots and everything. And then uh, I went back to sleep and, and I was back in there. And I somehow I somehow woke myself back up after that because I was like, the hell with this. This dream sucks. True <laughs> story. Have you guys ever been able to wake yourself up from a dream? Yes, and I've also gone back to a dream. I was gonna—I didn't want to cut you off, but I, I've done that. I've gone back to a dream. Um, really? Yeah. I've, wow. I've, probably, I've probably done it a couple times, but it's still weird. Yep. It, it, and it was the same, like no, no bones about it. I'm right back in it. No, it wasn't even just the same. It was like it was continuing. It was like after that character actor guy had gotten brutally mur- like destroyed, got killed, and so now it was like, oh damn, we lost like our our guy that wasn't a part of the family. So now whoever dies in the rest of this story, I'm going to like care about, and I'm going to be really sad. So. His name's, you're talking about detective flash from Batman begins. I believe so. Is that where that name comes from? I'm pretty sure that's where that flash. name is. Is he like the chubby guy? Like Mark is yes. Mark Boone, Ju- Mark Boone jr. I just looked him up. He's, he's, he's more than just a little nothing. He's, he's, he's like in, in everything. He's in like sons of anarchy and stuff. Yeah, that's true. He, Oh, that's right. He is. He's, 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 he's a pretty uh, big part in sons of anarchy actually. Yeah, what's his name? Like some something Elvis. Yeah, but that's Flass for us, for me and Doug. So. Bobby Elvis. There you go. Yeah, Flass. I like that guy. No, he's cool, but I'm just saying a, a sort of equivalent. Obviously, not as high profile as Flass. This guy's <laughs> this guy's this guy's a little bit more on the DL. <laughs> he was in your dream. I mean, you could have been the biggest star you want. I would recognize nope. him if I saw him, man. The but, only uh, star of Carlos's dreams is Carlos. Okay. That's usually true, you know. Actually, I don't know if that's how dreams are. Oh, of course. Are I but think like that if... is how dreams are usually. I mean, you are the star of your life, so it only stands to reason that you'd be the star of your dream. That's a good point. But dreams, yeah, aren't, that, a part, dreams aren't a part of really your life, though. It's like an alternate reality. True. So. What if you weren't the star of your life? What if there was someone that was always around just putting you in a supporting role? That's tough. Is that how you – do you feel like that sometimes? I feel like that with uh, both you guys. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to put Katie on blast right now. <laughs> <laughs> she does have a like... vibrant personality, but no, I, I think everyone's the star of their own life. I would hope so. Why, why, who else is going to be this? Who, who else is the movie you're going to be a star of, if not your own, you know? I'm just saying, you know, I think they're probably like, you know, siblings and stuff that through parts of their life feel like they're always kind of in the in the back seat. That's sad. So then they... So then do you have to establish yourself as like the good or the bad sibling? You know what I mean? Mm. The good well, son yeah. to get attention. Haven't you seen the good son? I have, and I I liked it when I was younger, and then I watched it again, and it's I don't know, it's a strange movie. I'm not really sure if that's even really what it's about. 
It is kind of. Well, not about the star of the life kind of thing, but, you know, you got the Macaulay Culkin character coming in, and he acts all sugary sweet to everybody, but then spends his Dump. time making dummies and throwing them off on the freeway. And, that was yeah. pretty crazy. I remember that. Yeah, that was good. Not a good movie, but kind of a cool concept. Just brutal and, like, terrible. That's why the, the, it's such a great a great name to the movie, because was he really a good son? <laughs> You know, damn! I never thought of it like that. <laughs> you need to. You need to start paying closer attention to movies, man. <laughs> That's deep. Oh man, it's true. Um, now, okay, but let me let me turn this on you, Carlos. What does this dream mean? I mean, you're 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 holed up. You got guns, blurry Jacob's ladder faces, and I made I made the Mexican joke by the way, just because Carlos is Mexican, so it's all good. Just for the record. Oh, so that's fine. That's perfect. It's not? I don't know. It's a good thing I'm not black. (laughs) (laughs) According to that logic. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm saying. So what are you saying? What does it mean? Um, What does it mean? Dreams mean something. I guess. Well, I can tell you why the the guy was there, that character actor. I probably had just seen him in a movie um, recently, and he was kind of a badass. So I just recruited him to to the old pascal team for the fight <laughs> and uh and he, he did a lot of damage and then he went out like a champion but as far as why all these this this group this faceless group would be against my family i, I really don't know um i don't know i feel like for the most part i'm a pretty nice person I, I don't really go against target or mcdonald's that much you know so why would they have a problem with me you know what i'm saying what, what? uh, uh <laughs> why'd you pinpoint those two corporations there well because I, I i for some reason i felt like not not no just a big conglomerate had sent these goons to come get us i'm not sure you mentioned that yeah oh, I, I apologize i apologize then. <laughs> <laughs> but yes so, so i forget how i knew that yeah how do you but know that? somehow i knew that like well, the main guy in a dream you just know that kind of thing that's that could be a true also true true so they they and they were faceless so obviously you know they'd been sent by somebody that had a face Right? Mm. Maybe. Embodies the idea of corporations being faceless, and instead of being people, they're more like entities, you know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, why'd you say Target, though? I feel like Target, and I don't know if this is true by any means, but Target is like the underdog... I root for Target. I feel like Walmart would be the... Uh... I don't have a problem with Target or McDonald's. It does just the first big corporations that came to mind. Because, I don't know, I like Target's logo, so it stuck out of my head. Mm, well, there you go. Look. It is good logo. <laughs> so there you go. So you you make logos. You got to stick by them sometimes. Sometimes you get negative attention for a good logo. Sometimes positive attention. Mm, totally. Yeah. Like McDonald's, Target, McDonald's. That spells mom. Like who doesn't love their mom? You know. That's a great point. That's an interesting point. That's about as good a point as you've made in the last five or ten minutes. <laughs> I, I I'm pretty sure I haven't made a point. That's the thing. I'm pretty sure you haven't either. <laughs> Damn. So what I mean, yeah, I can't I can't really speak to what it means. Maybe I feel like I need to be more involved in my my family's affairs. Maybe I need to learn more about my family's history. Maybe I don't know. Is that what you're looking for, Doug? That Your kind family's of history? Maybe. I don't know. OK, no, I'm just curious. I'm just curious because your, uh, your thoughts it, on that. Maybe in the context of the story, something from my family's history that I don't know about brought about this conflict. And this so now, is nonsense. <laughs> so now the sons good. are paying for the sins of the father. So what has your dad done? Is that what you're saying? 
Well, in this case, it'd be mom probably. It's like it was like my mom's side of the family. I guess I didn't remember. I didn't. Remember, I didn't include that either. Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> it Moving me, on. <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in uh, um, American American Werewolf in London. Oh, so good. That has just scarred me since I first saw it when I was probably oh, yeah yeah that scene's awesome you know, seven or whatever. But oh my gosh, that scene is awesome. But those like those like pig Nazi pig Nazi demons come in and just wreck shop on the whole family. Would you say that that part of it is a little why it stuck with you too? Because it's kind of random, like just the sheer absurdity of it. Yeah, it is random. It's random even in the movie. It's it's sort of just that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why it stuck with it. it. Stuck with me. I mean, it was that, and because it was brutal and so yeah. scary. Terrible. Yeah, that's it. That's my dream for the for the episode, guys. Well, well done, well done. <laughs> I would uh, I'd like to move on to a very interesting topic. I'd like, like to move on to any topic. Okay, <laughs> um, Carlos and I were kind of discussing this earlier, and Carlos, oh. and legitimately, by no means do I mean to put you on blast here by any means. Do it, blast by me. No, dude. By no means, <laughs> by any means, blast me. <laughs> um, we're talking about marriage a little bit. All right, uh, marriage here we talk. go. Um, we and go. well, you know, Carlos was you know mentioning about how high the divorce rate is and all that, blah blah blah, whatever. Oh, sorry, um, yeah, just facts, facts and statistics. My bad. That's fine. No, I'm not disagreeing. Uh, you know, it's just. It's been talked about. But here is something that's interesting. Carlos proposed that it should be harder to get married. Hmm. It shouldn't be so easy to get married. And uh as as the as the patriot as the patriot that I am, I'm just <laughs> I'm just offended by that. I'm just offended by that. But I guess I guess I am putting Carlos on blast a little bit here. But I'm wondering how what uh, I I just how, like that Carlos thinks it's easy to get married. Car- Carlos it, well, I mean, is it, it's not hard to get married, is it? I mean, it's it can be as easy as just walking to City Hall and getting married. But, I mean, it can be the as... Vegas. Uh, what's that? Or Vegas, whatever, yeah. But, I mean, it, I mean, planning a wedding is hard. This is definitely... I mean, no, I, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm in the middle well, of planning my own wedding right now. and I definitely respect the process of that. But I'm just saying... I, I guess what I mean is, I think... We as a as a people, at least, and I'm speaking mostly for the Americans, is that uh, we we supposedly take marriage very seriously, mm-hmm. and yet our divorce rate is so high. And to me, that that shows that people are either getting into marriages too soon or not understanding, you know, kind of what they're getting, well, not what they're in for, so to speak. And so I guess that's what I mean. I'm not saying getting married is easy, but I'm saying maybe it should be more difficult so people can assess whether they're really down. That's all I'm saying. I get it. It's just how, one, how do you do that thing? And two, I, I think know. some True. of that comes from, you know, an old style thinking, even though this is, you know, the divorce rate may, is probably not still climbing, but that for quite a while it was climbing as there was still a, you know, a decline in probably uh, marriages being, you know, taking place in a church. But I right. still think that com- that goes back to, an old style of thinking where, you know, you don't live together before you're married. You don't really act as a sort of married couple before you're married. Then you get married and it's like, hope it works out. Right. You know, I hope you like being together all, you know, every day when before you had your personal space. I mean, that I think is, is probably the biggest culprit where when you can kind of like be a little more progressive or, or whatnot and uh, 
you know, live together before you get married. And uh, now, wait a of... minute. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I totally cut you off there. My apologies. That's all right. Go ahead. Um, using that logic, I mean, wouldn't you think divorce races would be divorce races? Divorce <laughs> rates would be lower. Because... Uh, I think they may be lowering, but I think that takes some time. I still think that a lot of people are in those situations. I think that a lot of people still do go about that that sort of same um you know process of like uh court you know like dating for a year getting married then trying to do the married life mm. i still think right. that's the norm i mean it happens that happens quite a bit yeah. yeah maybe not with our friends and stuff like that or maybe not with me but i mean it, it i think is still the norm and i think that i'm not sure but you know off the top of my head i think i have heard that i mean the you know divorce rate climbed through the 90s it's not like it's still going i think that it it it's probably plateaued and maybe that's just kind of a more accurate uh depiction of how you know people view monogamous relationships maybe maybe they are just bound to only work 50 percent, and maybe the, really the difference is not how hard it was to get married or or anything like that except just the stigma that was placed on divorce Mm-hmm. Well, 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 yeah, so, that's a big deal too, for sure. I mean, yeah, that, well, sure. that's that, that was kind of my my flip side of the coin that I was saying with Doug is that uh, I, I do at times think that divorce is a good thing. I mean, I, I'm very fortunate. My parents have been happily married, you know, for forever. Um, but as far among a, 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 some of my friends back home, I'm, I'm like one of the only guys that has that. So I've definitely, you know, seen kind of the, you know, some of the other effects of divorce, and at times. It seems like uh, a better alternative than staying together and having an unhappy marriage. You know what I mean? I do know. Um, so I, on, on that hand, I mean, that that for some situations, that's definitely a good thing. Um, I guess, like I said, just my point is, I mean, we, me and Doug kind of branched off into other topics when we talked about it. But just like we, we supposedly value marriage so much. And yet there's so many people getting divorced. Like to me, that just I feel like there's there's something I don't know. There's something missing there, but there's some disconnect between uh, the amount of, I guess, just power. I guess, for lack of a better word, power of marriage and it, you know, it's spirituality and you know everything. Two people becoming one, all that stuff, or however you want to think about it. Um, and the fact that so many people are getting divorced, I just, I feel like something's wrong with it. Something's wrong with the system. I guess. Yeah. Uh, That's all. Maybe. Or. I- and I guess that was kind of maybe one of my ways to solve it would be, you know, harder to get married. Maybe it wouldn't work. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's still the stats would be the same. Who knows? But I just feel like if it, if it was – and I don't even know how it would be harder. Maybe you have to go through a gauntlet or an obstacle course. <laughs> some sort of physical challenge. Some, some sort of reality. They can make a reality show out of it. But, be like, uh, uh, yeah, they kind of do already, I feel like. You know, Carlos is getting married last month, and then someone's like, yeah, he, he is actually looking pretty fit. He's looking good. I, th- I think the the gauntlet. I don't think it'll be a problem for him. You know, now that you mentioned it, he does look fit enough to get married. Let's let's have him fight other grooms to be to the death, and whoever wins gets married. Oh man, I it's, just... it's like population control and marriage control together. See, man, I got a lot of good ideas. It's like marriage eugenics. It's not bad. Not it's a bad idea. idea. But I mean, okay, here's a real, uh, and by no means. Uh, Am I in support of this? But maybe having like a waiting period, like you file to get mm. married, and then you gotta okay. sit on it for a little okay. bit. Okay. Okay. 
yeah. to make sure that flame is still flickering. Mm -hmm. well, Riley, Riley, real quick, I don't know how deep you want to get into it, but just so Go kind ahead. of like Ask explain to me. I'll edit it out if I don't like it. <laughs> well, expl explain to me kind of just kind of the logistical, okay, you propose to, to your, your fiance. And then so from there, like what, besides, besides planning the wedding, I just mean like from a legal standpoint, like what have you had to go through or, or still yet to go through? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, you know, there's nothing legal about the the proposal. You don't have to propose. I mean, you guys could just sit down at coffee and come up with it together. That's, you know, nothing okay. to do with it. Um, but basically, uh, the from from the legal standpoint, from the just the getting married technical standpoint, all you really have to do is just um, have have an efficient uh, say a few words. You have a witness. And then you pay, I think it's like $90 in California for a marriage license. File that with the, uh, with the state, and you're married. It's easy. That seems super easy. It is. It is pretty easy. But the thing is, I mean, I don't think you're going to find I – I think if you did the research, you would find that plenty of divorces, you know, came after, uh, you know, year-plus-long engagements with huge weddings and – super well thought out, you know, tons of time to, to think about it and back down and all up into it. They were super passionate and all of their friends would be totally supportive of the relationship and just something happens, you know, maybe it's just like the, it was like super intense passion that also just kind of couldn't really be sustained. And then I think you'd also find that like plenty of, of relationships lasted when, Maybe, you know, maybe not the, the typical go, go and get drunk in Vegas and get married thing, but like, hey, you know, I love you, you love me, let's get married. Or, you know, we've been living together for several years, let's get married, let's go down to City Hall, get, you know, our parents around, we'll go out for dinner after, sign a thing, boom, we're married, like a two-day engagement kind of thing. I think that you'd find that there wasn't, there wasn't a correlation between that. That could be, that could be. I wonder, yeah. Because, well, prob probably. I yeah, because you, the yeah. standard is a long, you know, a, a fairly long engagement and a fairly, you know, a fair-sized wedding. And clearly that's not – if that if that's not an obstacle, I'll tell you what. If that's not an obstacle, there's no obstacle that the state could provide that's a bigger obstacle than planning your own planning wedding, wedding and oh, paying for it. And, you know, getting that all together and getting people around. And, I mean, that's the biggest obstacle there is. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm... Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Very excited. Very, very happy for you too. Well, no, I'll definitely say from the bottom of my heart. I mean, I, I don't have any doubts between you and Katie. No, I know you're not saying that. And and, and for for a lot of, but my point is too though. For like you guys have been living together for a while. You know, what I'm saying you guys have, you guys have you know done your thing for a minute. You know, this isn't this isn't like a a surprise or or, or jumping the gun. I guess would say. No, I, I feel, feel good like, about that. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I so feel confident yeah. that. That you know, I can, you know, that we can live together and, yeah, I don't want to get you know, I don't want to get too too personal, but yeah, that's exactly you, you how got, I feel. You guys are good. You guys are good. We're good and we love each that's other and we love being around each other. But I think that I I I've said before, I think you know we moved in together uh, several years ago, but um, to do that and to be a, a newly married couple, I think would be a huge strain. Because I everybody agree. goes through a strain when you first move in together. I mean, every you know, all roommates go in, you know, go through a strain. I think when they move in together. Yeah, but, living living with somebody is very different than just you know being friends or being lovers. Even it, 
it is it is different and you know you you have to kind of like cope with each other's you know little idiosyncrasies and like little you know each other's pet peeves and how you kind of uh how, how you make them mad and how maybe they make you mad and that takes a little bit of of working out and i think that to do that and to have this this emotional strain of of being a new new couple or a new uh married couple would be big thing so i'm glad i don't have to to go through that all at once i think it's it's really nice to just feel like we're going to be you know married and and just get to enjoy that instead of have to figure things out and okay just to uh, that's great but just to piggyback on that this whole topic part of it too i was thinking like not only how much how much we a premium we put on marriage but uh kind of almost a stigma that we give people that aren't married like by a certain age and stuff mm. I was I was talking to Doug. Uh, this is kind of another branch we went now, off when's of. When's he gonna get married? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting up question. there. I'm getting <laughs> up there, man. Uh, but I was I was saying like like because obviously a lot of a lot of people uh, popular opinion they would not vote for somebody that wasn't married, like say for president or something. Right. And I was just saying that I would. You know, for me that that would not be that big of a deal. Um, but for a lot obviously for a lot of people it would be. And so I, just, I don't know. We were just you know ruminating about that i didn't really have any huge points about it but i just thought that was interesting that there's kind of that that uh the other side where you know marriage is is grand and and huge but also if you're not married that kind of at a certain point you're somehow a loser or like deficient i know i'm with you on that like Mm -hmm. what is that all about you won't we won't vote you know we won't vote on politicians that aren't married or you know even often that aren't like outwardly religious like not even just not even just uh spiritual but like religious like you pretty much have to you know if you're not a christian mm, you better at least be you know something jewish or you know maybe muslim or whatever but it's like that's just crazy you know it reminds me of like you know back in i don't know the 19th century or everyone if you didn't have a beard you didn't have a chance of being elected to (laughs) to a government position it's like similar you know what does that have to do with anything i mean I maybe I understand a little bit of the whole like having a strong woman behind you and how that kind of makes people uh kind of attracted to your whole persona like you know obviously Michelle Obama is kind of part of that whole Obama sure. package sure but why is that a necessity right which uh, it, that's what I'm saying I'm saying that it is and I think it is yeah but I just don't understand I don't understand that thinking I don't know anyway that was that so that's what we talked about is this you trying to lo- you know trying to trying to just put a little toe in the water to see if you could run for some sort of public office and uh... Oh not at all. I, I can't imagine as many TV shows as I've watched and as much <laughs> as much crap. Well, I think it was The Wire where uh basically the metaphor for the joke was just when you become kind of the mayor uh, of a city, there's always somebody knocking at the door with a just a bowl of crap that you're supposed to eat. And then you finish that bowl and somebody else brings one, whether it's the teachers or the the firemen. So, I, I mean, uh, public office, I, I have a tremendous respect for for those people um, on the whole. Um, I, I can't see myself doing that. So. I can't see you doing that either, Carlos. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> President Pascal. I'm going to remember uh, that. I'm going to remember that when I take office. His inaugural address is running a little bit late because he's 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 finishing up uh 
solving a case in L.A. Noir. <laughs> that'd be awesome. He's 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 uh he's boiling his water for his top ramen, and it's just not quite ready yet. Wait a his, minute. Wait his a computer minute. doesn't have a wireless card on it, so <laughs> he can't. <laughs> yeah. He, he can't pull up his speech. <laughs> he would. Uh, his email. <laughs> That'd be good. I'd vote for you, dude. I'd totally. vote for you too. Why not? Be better than Bachman, you know what I'm saying? Oh, what's that all about? You know what I'm saying? Did you hear about this? Is good. This is smooth transition here. Um, the other day, um, she I don't eat top ramen. <laughs> you, yes, you do. <laughs> you do, Carlos. You at least eat the udon packets, maybe. You know Shell Bachman. Shell Bachman. Shell Bachman. Uh, she compared herself to John Wayne, or <laughs> yeah. like, the, did you hear about this? Yeah. Now, okay. Um. I mean, we'll explain the whole thing for the for the listener here. But was it? It was a, it was a town in Iowa. Now, was she from that town? She's from she... Waterloo, Iowa, and she said, okay. you know, just like John Wayne, who was from Waterloo, Iowa, I'm whatever. Something about the American spirit. Something about American spirit. But yeah. the problem is that I guess John Wayne, the Duke, the John Wayne, is from like Winchet, Iowa, or something like that. And she's Waterloo. <laughs> the, the the John Wayne from Waterloo, Iowa, is John Wayne Gacy. The serial killer. I love that man. How can you mess that up? Cause she's just uh she's just Sarah Palin too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. What were you uh, saying? You'd, you'd vote for her to do, Doug? <laughs> what I, what her to do? <laughs> you said you said what I vote for Sarah Palin, and I said it was oh. it was Palin. I didn't mention and I didn't you, mention you, any Bachman. And you said for her to dot 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 pose naked. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think you no, got a, a lot of supporters there. Way ahead of you, Doug. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, yeah. I know she's she's just is she a real contender? I mean, I've I've heard her name a lot, but I can't imagine she really is. It's hard. It's hard to tell this far out from presidential elections. I feel like every time, and we, whatever. I'm 26 years old. I haven't experienced uh, this too much. Uh, but like like. When you're so far out from a president election, like names are flying around all over the place, mm-hmm. and then it seems like when it gets down to like the primaries and stuff, like a lot of those names are not involved anymore, and they're like different names. Almost. Yeah, I mean, look, I yeah. mean, look at look at Donald Trump. He was supposedly getting like twenty percent of the vote, and then all of a sudden he pulls out. Of course, so it's like, yeah, I think a lot of right now is just people. It's a kind of the early stages of the the long haul. People are trying to get an idea about the candidates. And I, I think nothing is really, really set in stone yet. I mean, for a while there, when, when uh, Obama got Osama, see how I kept that straight there. Nice. Uh, I, I felt like there's no way that we're, Obama's not going to get elected again. But I mean, I don't know. These a lot of these Republicans are they're ripping and roaring, and I think they're getting a lot of people's attention. So who knows? He should have kept him in like a basement until September 2012. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah that's that's that would have been something 2012 so i have to hold them oh and oh, okay I get you know it. and then just uh, before the wait election a minute. you mean like march, march, march you mean like got him you mean like march in seven, seven? with his head is that what you mean what's that uh carlos you first we got joke I, I, I th- I, yeah we do i think you meant you do you mean like in seven where he keeps that guy alive for like three years like cuts <laughs> his hand up like, oh, yeah. in the bed yeah. Oh God. It would be a lot like seven. The seven and seven them. Just 
just seven Osama bin Laden. You know, see, the... yeah, see? It's, it's tough. It's tough to keep those straight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who I was talking about. I made the same slip up uh, in the last podcast, I believe. No, we remember. We got a lot of emails about it. On <laughs> email. <laughs> hey, no, Michelle Bachman. All that. Yeah. All that. Um, excellent. Excellent. This will be my first, uh, this will be the first presidential election or any any election I, I've uh, voted in. Or I, I forgot about in. that, man. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool for you. American citizen now. Now, let's that's... talk about that. I feel like that's that's worth talking about. What's the process of becoming a citizen? Uh, well, I mean, people claim it's a very easy thing to do, and why don't why don't they just become citizens? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not easy. Um, mostly because I mean, it's easy to say, okay, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy because you have to be a green card holder in order to do it. Mm. Now, to get a green card, that's hard. So it's like kind of it's a little uh disingenuous to say it's easy to become a citizen. I mean. Just be born in the U.S. Done. Yeah, just be done. <laughs> done and done. Oh, never it's, thought of that. <laughs> so basically, uh, you have to be a legal resident or, you know, like a green card holder uh, for five years. Or, excuse me, you can be married uh, for three years. And at that point, you can apply to be a citizen. And it's a lot of money, uh, especially, you know, especially if you're not making a lot of money. And... Um, you know, several hundreds, uh, hundred dollars, and uh, you uh, send in your application. You have to account for all the time that you've been out of the country, um, in since you became a, a green card holder, and then uh, in the last five years, you have to really account. Like you have to, down to the day, have to say where you were, how long you were gone. Um, at that point, if that's accepted, you're taken in, and they do. Um, biometrics on you they take you know your your fingerprints and uh do a background check on you uh if that passes then you get your um interview which is also a test and so you go in it can take anywhere from 15 minutes to i guess two hours plus and you're asked questions you're uh you're you have to prove that you have basic english competency um which I still had to prove, even though I told the guy I had a degree in English. He still asked me these questions and had to, made me write, um, you know, write a simple sentence and answer a simple sentence in English. Uh, and then you have to answer um, six out of ten questions right. And you, but they're like basic uh, history civics questions, but you have a uh, hundred questions to um, review <coughs> and uh, study from, and then you're going to be asked. 10 of those and you have to get six right so it's, it's actually pretty easy but the questions get a little tough but they're not really tough and you just have to memorize them um and then once that's if you've passed all that done everything well they don't think you're a scam artist or a terrorist or a you know well either of those things pretty much then uh then you they swear you in it's it's like a morning long process and you um you sit there with a whole bunch. I think there was like twelve hundred people in in with uh, my group, and they kind of go about some stuff, tell you about what your responsibilities are as far as voting and jury duty and stuff goes, and then you recite an oath, and you're an American citizen. Well, there you go. It's that easy. Now, I mean, the test the test is tricky. I would say. I mean, um, it's been been a few years since i've been in a, a civics class i'm 
some of those uh, we were over at your place uh, not too long ago quizzing each other a little bit. Yeah, yeah I mean, there I'll I'll be the first to admit there are a few questions there where can answer. Yeah, they they can be really tough. You know, it's like off the top of your head, it's hard. Who's the speaker of the house? Either you guys. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Oh, it's um. No, no, no. I know this. Um, got a funny <laughs> name, Boner. Yeah, John Boehner. Oh, sorry. But it's yeah, not, yeah. it's spelled looking like Boner. But that's the only reason why I know it, though. Yeah. Because his name was Boner. Yeah, Chief Justice of the United States, or Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, you got to answer that. You know, it's, But those are the ones you just kind of memorize, like John G. Roberts, whatever. But yeah, then yeah, there's yeah. like, the re- one of the questions I got asked was, what is the ocean on the uh, east coast of the United States? Yeah, okay. You know, okay. so, I mean, it's not tough, but it is not accurate to say it's not hard to be common American citizen. It is incredibly hard. And you can't just go there and say, you know, yeah, I'm illegal right now, but I want to be legal. I mean, questions I was asked are like, have you ever been deported? So once you've been deported, I imagine, I mean, if you are still eligible, you're bottom of the list. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a point against you. You know, um, if you, were here illegally uh, when, you know, between 18 and 26, odds are you didn't, you know, uh, register for the draft. And that, I think, might just knock you off the list entirely. If you yeah. if you haven't, you know, signed up for selective service, you're out. It's mm-hmm. tough. It's it's really, it's not fair to say that any anybody that's here illegally has basically, I don't think, any, any chance of becoming an, uh, a legal citizen. So it's, that's obviously not the answer. You guys, do you guys uh, think that uh, Obama will be a citizen by the time he votes for election again? It's a great question. It's a great question. <laughs> That's an asinine question. I mean, we what, saw the birth certificate, but was it the real birth certificate? That I was... want the longer form birth certificate. <laughs> I want the SAT scores. That was all Trump, right? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 He brought it back. Yeah, well, he brought it back exactly. He got he got people to watch his show. That's all yeah. he wanted. That's all Mission he wanted. Mission accomplished, buddy. I watch it every time it's on. Not you true. Don't. Never seen it. <laughs> was, was Goldberg ever on that? I feel like Goldberg would be perfect for Celebrity Apprentice. Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. So he's we're we're treading back into wrestling. Sorry, now. sorry, sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> you guys love it wrestling. It just keeps calling me back. I try to get out, you know. I can't believe we've never mentioned that right after our first podcast with the longest segment I think we've done on you know, long segment I we think we've done, which was on wrestling, that Macho Man Randy Savage died right after that. Yeah. R- about heart this. failure. Heart failure. <laughs> uh, and, actually, the beat, and the beat goes on. Yeah. You made a joke. Um. Well, I guess not a joke. A uh, a, a a poor a comment with poor taste the other day. Um, <laughs> saying you know what's what's the over under on Hogan kicking the can soon. And oh, I was yeah. actually thinking about that recently before that comment was made. I was thinking Hogan's been going through some real rough stuff recently. I didn't uh, know that. Well, I mean, he's, he's, uh, his wife left him. Um, mm. I want to say he's got some money issues. Um, his homeboy, Macho Man Randy Savage, passed away. Um, his, son, his son had a, basically oh, killed yeah. a kid or whatever. Yeah, that. I mean, this is all within Went to like the pokey? Fi- this is all five years here. <laughs> so um, uh, you got to wonder. I don't wonder. I hope I hope everything's okay with him. Title of the movie: Wrestling with Demons. Hulk Hogan oh, story. Oh, the Hulk Hogan story. That's Is that a Lifetime talking. original? <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> well, guys, believe it or not, that's been an hour. Dang it! Are you bummed out? 
I am bummed out, man. I think we should uh, we should finish this up by uh, by just uh, hearing what David has to say. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's let him play us out. All right. All right, guys. It's been uh, it's been good good hanging out. Good talking to you. Till next D- time. Ditto. I'm Riley Edwards. This has been Doug Butler and Carlos Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later. All right. You know that trick your funny uncle does where he pretends to sneeze, then flicks water from his fingers onto your face or neck, and you play along with it, saying, Ah, damn, Uncle Reuben, cover your mouth. Then maybe you both chuckle. Okay, now, imagine that after your uncle fake sneezes on you, he puts one of your favorite movies on TV, then grabs you by the shoulders and shakes you around violently while you watch it. Finally, at the end of all this, your uncle looks deep into your eyes and chants, Love me. Please, please love me. Love me forever. Don't ever stop. Love me. Love love, love me. Love me. me. Well, what you've just imagined is more or less the experience of touring the world-class amusement park known as Universal Studios Hollywood. So we're on our way to Universal Studios. What are you most excited about? Uh... Getting discovered. You're most excited about getting discovered. Yeah, I'm gonna be a Hollywood starlet. All right. Actually, I just really want to go on a roller coaster. Is there any? No. Uh, then something that feels a little bit scary. Mmm. I don't think I have anything like that. Like a uh, a ride. Uh, they're mostly movies. I'm I'm so excited for movies. Movies you sit in front of. I'm so excited. You sit in front of. And Richard, what are you most excited about? I think I'm most excited about just sitting in front of a screen and then probably getting spritzed with water. Three friends and I hit the place up last Monday. Half of us had never been. Personally, I would visited Universal as a family outing, but that was ten years ago, in the age of the Back to the Future and E.T. rides, back when King Kong was made of grease and rubber. There's no doubt that Universal Studios is a brilliant piece of marketing. It must be incredibly profitable, with tickets running above 70 bucks for a day pass, food and drink prices inside the park appropriately high, and that's to say nothing of the countless gift shops selling branded swag. It's got all the hallmarks of a theme park, and like Disney, the theme is the media conglomerate that owns the park, NBC Universal in this case. They're hoping you never forget that they're the folks that brought you The Mummy in all its incarnations and sequels. They're the guys that made Jaws, remember? And Psycho. That was them. Remember the Jurassic Park movies? Give it up to Universal for those. Same with King Kong. You owe them big time for that one. You ever watch the show Bones? Ghost Whisperer? What about Desperate Housewives? No? Why not? Everyone else does. So, that's the big gimmick. You go, you pay, you have fun, and you get indoctrinated. It's painless, and all you have to do is sit in a few motion-controlled carts that vibrate and tilt in sync with 3D movies. That old rubber King Kong I mentioned? He burned down for insurance purposes. Now he's projected in 3D on a curved screen inside a Zeppelin hangar. He rescues you and everyone else taking the studio backlot tour from T-Rexes, and, like every ride in the park, squirts you with a bit of water and cold mist. The backlot tour is really the number one attraction at the park. It's a blast, and keeping in mind that Universal Studios is a fully functional movie and TV studio that they graciously allow you to tour, it's hard to criticize the place. I mean... They do take you to within 100 feet of the house that Coach from Coach lived in.
or even your year, but I'll be there for you. Uh, little known fact, the Friends was shot on the studio lot of Universal Studios. The Friends had their own, their own, the Friends had their own soundstage dedicated to them. All right, that's it. To play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah.